Hey there, everyone. It's Joe from Ainsley's Gold Silver Standard Insights, brought to you by goldsilverstandard.com and ainsleybullion.com.au. Today's topic is hot, sticky mess. What's happening with New Zealand? Now that's posted on the Ainsley website. I'll put a link below for you to follow along. Of course, we have Chris Tipper here to break down the morning's news. And joining Chris today is regular contributor, Ainsley team member and data analyst extraordinaire, Josh Lang. So gentlemen, over to you. Thanks, Joe. Just this morning, the Reserve Bank of New Zealand came out with their largest ever rate rise of three quarters of a percent, taking the benchmark from three and a half percent to four and a quarter. Such a large rise should arguably not have been necessary, but was obviously considered essential to bring a rapidly deteriorating situation under control. Hmm. So the obvious next question becomes, with New Zealand finding themselves caught out and behind the curve, are we likely to experience the same fate here in Australia, where the RBA has been much slower in raising rates than other central banks around the world? So to explore that current situation and the implications today, we're joined again by Josh. So welcome back, Josh. Okay, Chris. Hey, mate. Yeah. Um, thanks for joining us. And can you maybe give us a little bit of an overview just to start off of what happened today um, and a little bit of that background about um, why it was felt necessary to have the largest ever rate rise in New Zealand? Yeah, it all came down to uh, inflation, Chris. So inflation in New Zealand sitting about uh, 7.2% per annum and products made locally for the domestic market and domestic consumption are at two decade highs. So things aren't looking very good there. They also have uh, wage inflation at record levels and those inflation expectations haven't eased, which is why it's been so aggressive. So mm-hmm. while inflation figures, you know, coming out of the US and maybe some other places in the world um, have been a little bit better than expected, um, our friends across the ditch, um, they're, they're still actually roughing it out. Um, and they're potentially even still looking down the barrel of um, an inflation spiral, which is why they've gone so hard. Uh, so Q3, quarter three inflation proved to be way hotter than expected for NZ, um, coming in at 7.2% versus the forecast, which was only 6.6%. Um, and even though uh, unemployment remained tight at 33 uh, wage growth was only 2.6%. Um, so New Zealand-based economists were very, very, very hawkish um, before it with uh, all those factors in mind. Um, they expected the hike of 75 basis points. Um, but despite the New Zealand-based people thinking that, the rest of the market actually effectively priced in a 50-50 uh, between 50-point and 75-point hike, right. which is why we would have seen that. Um, so you know the deteriorating economic backdrop resulting from lower demand globally, Um, the continued Chinese lockdowns as well, as well as a housing downturn in New Zealand, and especially, especially uh, lower dairy prices as well, which is New Zealand's main export, um, would have absolutely factored into that decision of uh, 75 basis points. Okay. So a lot of those factors seem to be quite New Zealand specific. And Mm. I know there's a lot of forward indicators starting to come out to suggest that the the pivot may occur even if it's not occurring in terms of um, central banks elsewhere in the world actually mm. changing policy but certainly slowing down because the focus of attention is probably going to shift to growth because they're worried about um, losses of jobs and you know just generally growth slowing down and we've seen even more um, job losses starting to flow through in in the tech area recently I think HP was another one was yeah. laying off large numbers of their workforce. Mm. So is is that 
like I suppose there's two parts to that question. Is it a New Zealand specific question, uh, specific situation, or is this an underlying um, issue something that might be experienced elsewhere? Because is that really the start of stagflation that's going on there that might be something we have to worry about? You're right, Chris. Yeah, I, th- I think stagflation is the big worry and why a lot of people kind of expect a pivot to growth um, because the outcome, if it doesn't turn to growth, probably is stagflation. So for people who don't know, stagflation is when we see prices rising, so inflation, um, but the economy is still slowing, um, which feels pretty applicable at the moment. And there's compelling arguments to to be made that we are pretty much in one or about to be, especially for places like New Zealand, where, you know, economic activity is growing slowly, uh, underlying economic growth uh, measured by productivity changes um, has really slowed down. Real wages, not even close to keeping up with inflation, except for those, uh, funnily enough, in the banking sector, Chris, um, as well as some in shipping and oil industries. Uh, the only missing part, I think, in the stagflation equation, if you want to say, is that by the books, uh, stagflation must see uh, slow economic growth, rising inflation, and high unemployment, um, which we just haven't seen that last one just yet. It's still sort of hanging there. But like you said, you're effectively saying the opposite of that, weren't you? That New Zealand actually yeah. has still shortages in in filling jobs. Yeah, exactly. We're, we may be seeing some of the early signs of it, I suppose, like you said, Chris, with the tech sector. Um, but it hasn't rolled quite through yet to, I know, here in Australia and especially New Zealand as well. Um, so, yeah, yet to see that in unemployment. And I really do hope it stays that way um, because full on stag or full swing stagflation is, as we know, the worst of all <laughs> economic worlds. It's the, the worst one to have if you if you want to pick one. Mm. Um so the general consensus is uh, today the decision was to prevent that, um, which is, you know, it's it's trying to cure what has already been set in. Um, so the key for central banks and policymakers is to be proactive in avoiding that stagflation worst of all worlds scenario, which is why they've ended up going with the 75 points. So yes, while I suppose 75 points is a lot and it does hurt, especially for those with mortgages, uh, maybe, maybe it doesn't hurt as much as what long-term stag- stagflation will. Yeah, and that makes sense. So, um, and I suppose to sort of summarise what you said there in terms of what I was asking about Australia as well, um, maybe New Zealand is a bit of a blueprint there, but it mm. could be a different set of situ- um, circumstances and a different situation. So it doesn't necessarily mean that we will be aggressively raising over the next in their steps yeah they're they're a completely different kind of economy as well similar to us but very unique okay so we can maybe breathe a slight sigh of relief there so deep, deep breath. <laughs> but for now at least um can you talk me through a little bit about what happened to the new zealand dollar after that announcement because um i know we have been talking quite a lot over different um with different guests and over a long period of time about the u.s dollar and mm. the New Zealand dollar here, or any any other currency, is the inverse of that when you're looking at the pair. Absolutely. So mm. what what did we see happen there? And is this a bit of an indication of what's going on more broadly with the US dollar as well? Well, yeah, the, the US dollar gave up a lot of its gains. And the New Zealand actually had a really, really good month, um, unlike their Rugby League World Cup team. <laughs> Didn't make it to the finals. Um, but the New Zealand dollar was a very notable gainer. Um, ahead of the rates today. Um, so the remarkable run for the Kiwi 
uh, faces an interesting test here um, with the somewhat bearish sentiment after, you know, a quite strong um, month of performance. And obviously you are battling directly with the US dollar, which is on a hell of a trend. Um, the market has had a bit of weakness recently. A little bit of weakness lately, correct. Yeah. Um, but the market will and has, uh, you know, will react to what these these rate rises are. Um, I imagine it'll start making a move if it hasn't already um, based on that. Um, but like you said, Chris, it's it's all down to the US dollar. We've always said that here. Yeah, okay. And that is, is still something we need to watch and see see how that unfolds, I suppose. Yeah. Um, and you're not really allowed to use rugby um, talk at the moment in the office. It's only World Cup. That's the only one you're yeah, allowed to It's all, it's all soccer or football now in here. Yeah, for now, for this, <laughs> this period of time anyway. Um, so can we also then look more generally there about gold because obviously that's something we're very interested in um mm. when you see a situation like what what has happened in new zealand and the need for them to raise those rates how do you see that playing into um the gold price or precious metal prices is that something that you would see as as bullish long term for gold is it something that keeps it really uncertain period of time ahead how do, how do you read that yeah when i was looking into it today and and reading this morning's news as well it just reminded me of why we need gold like we've got this crazy volatility going on new visit, visit. currency hedge or currencies at the moment and we need these hedging assets because you how do you operate when your currency is fluctuating as much as even the new zealand dollar is mm -hmm. so during these periods of high inflation as we're seeing now uh, central banks typically increase their rates aggressively just like we saw with the NZ today. Um, and the greatest benefit of gold is that no one controls its value the same way that a central bank can just go, here's today's decision and off goes the currency in either the direction. Um, so it just reminded me of that sort of zoom out sort of view of why we need to have a bit of gold in the portfolio just for some, some stability. Um, and, you know, it's something that ultimately over time goes up in value unlike your currency. Sure. And um, so to summarize all that together, you, you would say that the New Zealand situation probably um, highlights that we're not really sure where we go from here. Is that, how, is that how you would summarize it, that we don't really know what's next? So um, we might not have been expecting, or certainly they wouldn't have been expecting that they would have needed to raise rates this aggressively a month or two ago. Like it's something that sort of snuck up on them, I imagine. Yeah, um, yeah, you got to think of it. Um, everyone seems to be trying to prepare for that pivot point. Um, with in the US, the inflation seemingly getting better. Um, people are probably thinking central bank at least won't keep increasing. Whereas New Zealand's in a completely separate situation where they've just gone the most aggressive they have the whole time. So, who knows what factors change here? Even in Australia, you you really just don't know. And and that's where the goal play. <clears throat> makes sense because you've yeah, got yeah. something there that is a little bit of a hedge and doesn't have to be a huge part of your portfolio, but it's something that allows for either outcome. Yes. And it's a lot more certain than what a central bank decision might be. Absolutely. And, and yeah, that's, that's a really good point to end on actually, because we, we didn't, and you said, you know, they, they saw that coming, but the rest of the market didn't necessarily see it would be that large. Hmm. Um, and I certainly um, don't know how that reflects in what, we will see on the next Australian interest rate decision. Exactly. So, so yeah. there's there still remains uncertainty and, and probably will be for a while yet. Exactly, mate. Exactly. 
All right. Well, thank you for that today. There was a, a lot of an interesting stuff in there about our, our close neighbor. So um, we'll, we'll keep an eye on that as yet another another piece of the puzzle as we try and piece it all together to, to see what's happening in that big macro picture. So thanks for your help with that. And we'll um, talk to you again next week. All a pleasure. Thank you, Chris. All right. See you then. Thank you very much, Josh. Thank you, Chris. And thank you to the audience for watching. And if you'd like to continue the conversation, head over to the Discord channel. That's discord.gg forward slash gold. The perfect way to talk to Chris and Josh for the next one or two hours after the upload of this video. So they'll be there. You can ask your questions, get a response and tell us your feedback. We always want to hear from you. And I always want you to subscribe to the YouTube channel. That's youtube.com slash Ainsley Bullion for the wide range of informational videos that we post five days a week, including specials and much, much more. And while you're on the internet, you have to head over to goldsilverstandard.com because that's bringing gold and silver into the digital world. As we say here at the end, balance your wealth in an unbalanced world. Take care and we'll see you next time.